This really is our last session, number eight, on Psalm 1, and my main aim is to just step back and see if we can understand the argument, the flow of thought, the connections in this psalm, and what its main point is, and why it stands at the front of the 150-chapter book called Psalms. So, Father, we want to love and understand not only this psalm, but all the psalms, because they are the hymn book of Jesus, and they are, as he said, of the Holy Spirit, and therefore we fear that we would ever belittle them or misuse them or neglect them. So teach us the big picture of this psalm and its place at the beginning, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. We'll read it one last time. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, in the instruction of the Lord. And on his instruction, he meditates day and night because he loves it. He is like a tree, not not like chaff, planted by streams of water, the delights of the Lord, life-giving, hope-giving, joy-giving, grace-ministering, streams of water that yields its fruit. All kinds of changes in life come from this kind of delightful meditation on the law where the river flows so that fruit comes bears fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither. In all that he does, he prospers. The wicked are not so. They don't, they're not like that, but are like chaff, light and fluffy and empty and unnourishing and wind-controlled, not firmly planted, blowing about, not its own master, even though it often thinks it is that the wind drives away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the wicked, the way of the righteous. The Lord knows the way. He acknowledges the way. He affirms the way. He attends to the way. He guides the way. It is his own special possession, and he leads it home. But the way of the wicked will perish in destruction and hell. Now, notice the word therefore here and the word for here. We haven't seen any fours and therefores up until then. And that gives a certain structure to the last part of the argument. And I'll draw it for you in just a minute. So we've got blessed and we've got the wicked not standing, and you could say that's a curse. That's the opposite of blessed, right? Perishing. Not standing, perishing, the opposite of blessed. So you've got a blessed person in this psalm, and you've got a, a, a perishing person, a not standing person, a cursed person. And I'm going to suggest when we draw this in just a moment that this word who here 
is functioning like a ground of why this person is blessed. Blessed is the man who, and then comes all these reasons for his blessedness, right? He doesn't walk with the wicked. He doesn't stand with the sinners. He doesn't sit with the scoffers. He delights in the law of the Lord. He meditates on it. He's like a stream. He bears fruit. And therefore, he is so blessed. So I'm going to treat all of that like a support and an argument for that. And then comes the argument down here for what happens to the wicked. So let me go over here and draw it for you. And I think we can see the big picture. So I'm going to put at the top here, the higher up in my levels, the more uh, main is the argument, the more ultimate, the more the goal. And this is blessed. And I would paraphrase that as permanently happy to distinguish it from superficial kinds of temporary happiness. Blessed, permanently happy is a person because, I'm going to drop down here for the argument, and when it goes down, it's a, it's a support. So this is like a little a support. And I'm suggesting that the word who is functioning like a because because of all the reasons in, this is verse, let's call it 1a, and then everything else in verse 1 is verse 1b through 3. And I would sum verses 1b to 3 up like um, fruitful, delighting, in God, by, or in his word, his instruction, his law. So, then you have verse 4. And verse 4 says of the wicked, the wicked are not so. So all of this right here, that's what they're not. The wicked are not delighting in God. They're not fruitful like a tree. They're not meditating on the word. They are engaged in walking in the counsel of the wicked. So they're not so. So this is, this is like a, a negative and this is like a a positive here. They're on the same logical level. And then it says in verse 5, therefore, so I'm going to put another support, only it goes up when you have a therefore. If you have a because, it comes down as a ground. If you have a therefore, it goes up as an inference. Therefore, Judgment. The wicked do not, do not stand. The wicked do not stand. But the righteous, 
stand. And that's verse verse 5. We're beginning verse 5 here. And I'll go back so you can see that. Verse 5, therefore. And at the end of verse 5, come to verse 6, you have 4, which sends the argument back down again. Four. Four here. See it like a platform. For God knows the way of the righteous. Not the wicked, they perish. That's verse 6. Now there's, there's the psalm as I see it in its levels of argument. And you can see that this here, this blessedness, is higher than this curse. This is the blessed, 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 happy, and this is the curse of judgment. And I think in the Bible, I'd have to give you a much bigger argument than I have now, the, the two outcomes of the righteous and the wicked are never merely coordinate, as if they were on the same level. Some people go to heaven, some people go to hell. It's rather... Heaven is the main purpose of the universe where people spend an eternity enjoying God. And this is the default of what happens if they do not believe, if they are not delighting in the Lord. Therefore, they enter into judgment. Here's an interesting thing. Right here, you have man's act of treason or trust. Here's the treason, here's the trust, the delight. Either delighting in God or delighting in not God. And delighting in other things than God, more than God, is treason against God and delighting in God is trust in God and that leads to either standing at the judgment or falling at the judgment but over here at this in this argument you have God's act of judgment so here you have running out of space, human um, reasons for judgment, and here you have divine execution of judgment. And I point that out because it's not right to say well, judgment only follows from human failure. 
this, this argument right here. They are not so. Judgment also follows from God does not own them. In other words, this was added because God actively judges. It's not as though God is outside the courtroom or on the other side of the universe from destruction. He is the active judge in the failure of the wicked to attain blessedness. So how shall we then sum up the whole psalm? I would say, seek your fullest, deepest blessedness, permanent happiness by delighting in God, in His Word. Fruitfully. The tree remains green and bears fruit. Seek your fullest blessedness. That's the top of the argument. By delighting in God through his word and do it fruitfully. And this is all added here as a warning. Don't fail to do this because it leads only to judgment. So here we are at the beginning of 150 Psalms. And what is set up for us is the righteous way and the wicked way. And the mark of the righteous way is joy in God's word bearing fruit, and the mark of the wicked way is not so. They are empty chaff. Read all 150 psalms with a view to moving in the righteous way, avoiding the wicked way, and finding your fullest blessedness, your permanent happiness by delighting in God in his word, namely, the rest of the Psalter, indeed the whole Bible.